0: Greetings, football lovers. Welcome to another episode of Ball Chat Podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Benton, along with my family. Come on, Wagwan. How are you doing? How is the Sunday going? Come on.
1: Sunday is good. It's even better that Manchester United gone to them yard.
0: (laughs) Football lovers, come on. is on cloud nine. Imagine that even after the debacle or the beating that Barcelona took this week. (laughs) It's a great Sunday for uh, for Camoan as Manchester United is out of the Europa League. We'll get to that in a second, but we have a guest joining us. Junior is away. It wasn't, it wasn't, we didn't cook the Boats family. We didn't cook the arrangement. He was scheduled to be away. He's not hiding from the beating because Manchester United lost. Uh, Those of you who are new to the show, know that Junior, you know, Junior, our our colleague is, is a Manchester United fan. But join us on Ball Chat Podcast today. Is the big man himself, man from Trinity City, Trinidad and Tobago, former uh, Trinidad number one man who made the big save against Talul Youssef in the qualifiers to get to the World Cup in 2006. The big man himself, Mr. Kelvin Jack. How are you doing, boss? I'm not too bad. Not too bad at all. You know, it's, um, it's great to have you on the show. You know, we have a lot of things that we got to talk to you about. How are you? How is things out in Trinidad?
2: Uh, in Trinidad well in, in terms of the football if you want to look at the football landscape it's um it's a bit confused right now uh a, a lot is going on in terms of the football in Trinidad so um um hopefully that can be sorted soon
0: yeah, hopefully that will start it soon. So we'll get to that. Football Lovers Ball Chat podcast is about is all about discussing the week's major news in the world of football, a.k.a. soccer. At the top end of the show, we normally have our ballers and bugs, but today we'll go ahead and change things up a little bit. We'll have a discussion with Kelvin and review um, his, his, his years of playing, talk to him about the landscape of things in Trinidad, talk about the saga between TNT FA versus FIFA and Mr. William Wallace, and touch um, some, of the, some of the racism stuff in football at the back end. We'll talk about ballers and bugs. Review Champions League. And say a prayer for Manchester United as they are out. Say a prayer for Barcelona as they have a lot of fixing to do. And we wrap up our show with yard ballers highlighting, highlighting Jamaican players playing overseas. But Kelvin, just to talk to you for a bit about your career... Um, one of the things that really stood out to me after you guys qualified for, for that 2006 World Cup you made an exceptional save against Tulal Youssef but the fact that your teammates were celebrating um, and you went to go ahead and try to pick up the Bahrainian players I mean Wagwan, you should be celebrating Kelvin is that what was that trying to pick up the other team in that and that moment that was huge for you guys
2: yeah, well, was, I think it was just instinctive, to be honest, because, you know, obviously the Barra and the players, they would have been really, really disappointed. And uh, one of the players who was just next to me, um, you know, I can't recall his name, he, he just looked absolutely crestfallen. And, you know, he started to cry straight away. And I just felt, you know, that, you know, as a, as a fellow professional, I think the, the right thing for me to do at the time was to, you know, to console him because at the end of the day, it could have been us in that situation
0: yeah and and of course come on let's get let's get some questions Let you can send on your comments or questions for kelvin if you're watching us on flow sports youtube channel you can send it this is a live show we know we do this every week live show send on your comments or questions if you're watching on ball chat podcast youtube page or ball chat facebook page send on your questions or comment for kelvin and we'll go ahead and and, and read them out to him for the first 25 or 20 minutes or show we'll talk to kelvin about his career and um just the landscape of things um and and following up that what was that experience like for you being in the 2006 world cup i know you were injured you you didn't get to pay, play until the paraguayan game the game against paraguay but what what was that experience yeah. like for you knowing that the man come all the way from Trinity city to make it all the way to the, the pinnacle of world soccer.
2: Well, uh, you know, it, it was a boyhood dream. Um, you know, from since I was nine years old, I had the dream of, of being a professional footballer. Um, you know, I had a dream of playing actually in the 2002 world cup. Um, you know, those were the, you know, the goals I set for myself as, as, as a young, as a young player, um, you know, just starting off the game in Trinidad and, um, a lot of a lot of people back then would always say to me that um, there's no, no football in Trinidad, no football in the Caribbean. You know, you it's, it, you have no chance of doing that. And I I would just you know say to them, you know, you've got you know. Later on, you know, in my teenage years, I would be like, you know, there's Dwight York out there and there's Russell Latapy. But they, you know, people would always say that ah, oh, that's only two players. You know, how how dare you think that you're going to be a footballer? And, you know, you just have to stay, you know, focused, stay disciplined, work really, really hard. And, um, yeah, you know, I was one World Cup um, late, you know, because I wanted to play in the 2002 version. But, you know, you know thankfully we qualified for 2006 and it was a fantastic experience. Um, you know, words can't describe it. You know, the, you know, the, the good thing I, I liked about it really was the pressure, the pressure to perform. Um, the pressure to qualify for of course, and then the pressure—the pressure, the pressure indeed—the the, World Cup itself—to to make sure you perform well.
0: Yeah, yeah. come on, uh, with us, with a friend for stars. Now you're so quiet.
1: I'm listening. <laughs> I can't talk while he's talking, so I'm listening. <laughs> I'm listening.
0: I'm yeah. So come on, go ahead. If you have questions for Kelvin. So,
1: so, so Kelvin, so yeah. I noticed that you have um, played maybe. Fifteen different clubs in in your <laughs> career, so 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 I I because I know there's this stigma um, around players that you know if you are sent on loan or if you're you're at a club and they decided they don't want you that a player is not necessarily good enough. But I also believe that it's just maybe not the right fit. I mean, a player can be of good um Caliber, but it's just not um, a, a good fit. How how did you feel? I mean, like how how um, how did you continue on when you had to go to different clubs? Because you know, we would call you a Rolling Stone, right? Um, so how, tell me how how did you gather mass? How did you you know you know think about um just putting your, your, your you know one foot in front of the other what advice would you give to a player who finds himself in a situation? i know it's more than one question anyone. no that's but fine I, you, yeah, uh, yeah yeah so how I've would you you know how would you encourage or what would you tell a player who finds him or herself in a similar um situation um, it, well, the the
2: the, the loads of clubs. Um, and my son actually brought it to my attention because, incredibly enough, they're always googling me, and you know, <laughs> they're here with me all the time. And, you know, it, it's kind of strange. Um, but I I had a, a a lot of injuries in the back end of my career, and I think that came from playing in Trinidad. Um, you know, on the hard pitches, so I developed a really bad tendonitis problem in my left knee. So it was always a struggle from about age 28 go forward was always a struggle to stay fit because mm-hmm. I, I was essentially playing in pain all the time. You know, I, I used to live on painkillers because, you know, even painkillers to train and um, that did affect my club career. Um, what I did focus on and, you know, you know, thankfully, Leo being Hacker, the manager, he was always there and he, and, he really believed in me, and he told me, just make sure and be fit for Trinidad and Tobago's games. Um, he was aware I wasn't playing as much as 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 I should at club level, um, but he had such belief in me um, that, you know, my, my focus was just trying to be fit for Trinidad and Tobago internationals, especially the World Cup qualifiers at the time, and, um, yeah, I was able to do that, but you know again i have to go back it's, it's about having total belief in yourself total belief in 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 um in in your ability in your in your work ethic in, in in your discipline and having a good support base around you that that's crucial you know having people who support you and um you know as long as you have that i believe you have a chance
0: we're well, joining uh, us uh, like I have a
1: question go ahead I'm go sorry, ahead I'm I have a question for you from someone on YouTube. Um, BM is asking, "What was it like having Dwight York in his prime represent Trinidad?"
2: I'll, I'll tell you something. Dwight, Dwight York, I think, is someone who is so misunderstood because, you know, over here in the UK, um, people look at Dwight York. He's a playboy. He, you know, he loves to party, loves to do this. But you know, Dwight York was was my captain, and this guy is a proper professional. You know, the the way he, he trains, his work ethic, you know, you, you, you look at his body, you know, he's just chiseled, he looks at what he makes, makes sure that he eats the right food. After training, he would stay back, you know, he, myself, still, and John, we would stay back at, for an hour and a half, and, you know, until the manager is asking us and begging us to, to come back in. And I can remember getting back to the hotel and, you know, I would be in the room. I would have showered. Then I'll be like, oh, let me go and ask around for a DVD or something, you know, something to pass time. I'll, I'll knock on Dwight's room and he'd open the door and he would be sweating. And I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, just finishing up some, some more abs here. I'm like, are you having a laugh? Are you, are you joking? <laughs> he, I'm talking. Training has been done a, a few hours and he's still there. Yeah, you know, doing abs and working out, and I just found it astonishing absolutely astonishing how dedicated he was.
0: So, and this is why he's so successful. So, so, so. Yeah, go ahead, come on. I'm
1: sorry, go, go on, Benton.
0: Yeah, um, come on, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah,
1: so, 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 so okay, let, let us be, let us, let us be. We're having a conversation about Dwight York. Dwight York isn't my favorite person. I mean, as a female, um, I think I have up Dwight from you know the off the field issue, right. Um, I know he did an interview talking about not being able to get a coaching job, but he mm-hmm. was an excellent football player. Uh, and then, yeah, we know that off the field also impacts, you know, what people think about you on the field. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. it, 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 it's not fair because we should learn how to separate the player from the person, which we don't do. But don't you think that a little bit of Dwight's problem is the issue with him and his his. Is his baby mother and his his son when he you know so people think people I, I have seen articles where people think that he's not really a good person with that so do we think that that's all right we can't talk that specific incident but do you think that his off the field issues or his personality is innering the wife from getting a coaching job because we know he can coach i mean because we've seen frank lampard we've seen john terry we've seen players transition to coaches like ole and whatever do you think that's also a part of why dwight is not you know being looked at well it it,
0: it shouldn't be and i um, uh, sorry kelvin before you answer yeah. could you angle your camera up a little bit uh please so we can Just see wait. your yes there you go that's perfect yeah, right. yes yes there you go thanks sorry to interrupt go ahead
1: well, no,
2: it's fine. Um, well, it shouldn't be because yeah. um, you know someone's private life is their private life. Well, I could also, you know, tell you as 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 a former teammate being on him and on international duty, a lot of these stories that you read in the newspaper is absolute nonsense.
0: Yeah, absolute
2: okay. nonsense. But you know, people read these stories and you know they believe it. And and Dwight is the type of person from from you know interacting with him. He doesn't like confrontation. Mm-hmm. And he would allow people to think whatever they want to think. Um, interestingly, over the last few years, you know, it, it's been obvious that he has aspirations of, of becoming a manager, a football manager. And he does have a, a, a magnificent footballing brain. He has a great footballing brain. He's very knowledgeable about the game. And you're right, there have been other players who have been given that opportunity, the likes of, of Frank Lampard and Steven Gerrard up at, at Glasgow Rangers, you have John Terry assisting at Aston Villa. They've been given the opportunity to coach, and and Dwight came out and made the made the um, made a point that the reason he's not getting jobs is because he's black. Yeah, and um, I I'll, I'll be honest with you, it, it is part of the reason. Um, it's it's not by coincidence that. You have, you know, so few black managers when you have mm-hmm. ninety-two football clubs in England, uh-huh. and right. you know, literally less than a handful of black managers. Uh-huh. Um, there, there is definitely something wrong there. Mm-hmm. Um, that combines just... the same thing. Oh yeah, it's, it's um, you know, as much as people probably don't want to want to believe it, it's it's a reality. Uh-huh. It's it's, uh-huh. What, it's uh-huh. what black coaches face. England have had so many top black players. And um, to not have you know the you know black managers playing their trade at, at the top level you know not only of in football in England but in European football is is um is a real travesty.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh,
1: so, and so does it then? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't why is it that Dwight, not he does not want to coach in Trinidad? Don't he, I mean? Is it because of the whole issues with the, with, the, with Trinidad and FA? But if he wants to probably build his resume as a coach, don't you think that an opportunity um, that would present himself like being the head coach for the national team would, would help and not hinder?
2: Um, well, well, the head coach of the national team is quite a big job. But, um, you know, l- let's look at it for one minute. What was Stephen Gerrard's job before he got the Rangers' job? Don't start,
1: get started, really. <laughs> what was my no, grandpa's gonna... job before he became the coach for a top before,
2: for, club? For, for Derby, you know. Before mm-hmm. Frank Lancard got, got the job for Derby County, um, in the championship, which is you know, Derby County is a big club, yeah. You know, you're talking about a former uh, you know, club that has been in the Premier League, yes. What has been his job before that? Um, mm-hmm. he didn't have any, any, any. Significant coaching experience, per se,
0: and I think coaching
2: experience when you've played at a very good level, I think that coaching experience is overstated, Uh Um, especially when you really have that experience playing and and you have a good footballing breed. Uh So you know the the fact that those guys got jobs, Uh uh, I know what you're saying, and I do understand what you're saying because it's it's also good for your education to start um, maybe at a smaller club and really you know get yourself going. But I don't see any reason why Dwight York can't go straight into whether it is a championship club or or, or even the Premier League
1: even, and, and do league a job. On. Yeah, even, yeah, even a league one. And 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 absolutely. I've said it. You should watch our show every weekend because I I talk about it all the time because I just think Frank Lampard to me is not the right man for my club. But and I said and I said it. I said, what has he done? to walk into a top... So, I do understand where it might be color, um, but look at it. Jamaica is is coached by Tupper, by, by Theodore Whitmore, who is a player. So, yeah. he was a player. Yeah. So, why is it that Dwight, instead of trying to get a seat at that table, got to Trinidad and build his own table? You know, put himself out there, take Trinidad back to the World Cup, let them become, you know, in, you know, improve their rankings in the in in, in the you know the, the Trinidad rankings, and then, you know, add something on because now they're going to say, well, you didn't coach here, you didn't coach here, you know, you only played here. Let's do. And he could say, bam, here it is, I was the coach for the country, the national team. So I I know what you're saying, and to me, I just think. He's never going to get that opportunity. and the fact that Trinidad really needs the help, he should just come home with Kenwin and just be a super group.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, maybe
2: I, he doesn't maybe, maybe he doesn't have the, um, the ambition to coach Trinidad. I, I don't know so' yeah. it's, it's, it's difficult for me to really answer that. Yeah. Um, you know but I, I do understand what you're saying in, in terms of him you know probably becoming a national team coach. Um, whether it is even at the under 23 level, the Olympic level or something like that. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I I think that's, you know, it will look good on, on, on his resume, but I I don't think it's a prerequisite for him to be able to, to, to get a good job out here in the UK. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. So, um, we, we invited Kelvin on to, to talk about Kelvin, not Dwight York. Come on. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> big up to Dalton Stewart watching us on Ball Chat Podcast, Facebook page, Junior Pringle. Big up yourself. He says, I am here. I'm not running. Big up, Stel. Uncle Stella. Shoot the defense. Uncle Stella says, I know Kelvin when, when he was at Dundee after this player left, but did anyone at the club talk about Claudia Canasia? Um That seems to be a question from Stell about um Dundee your time at Dundee United. We know you played extensively with Dundee. You made your debut in yeah. nineteen ninety-nine. But before we get to style question, I I your C V is quite quite expansive now. You're you're director of the national goalkeeping program there in Trinidad and Tobago. You're the senior team um goalkeeping coach and then senior teams goalkeeping coach. But we have an elephant in the room with this saga i mean with the tntfa william wallace president-elect versus fifa i mean how do you see this thing yeah. playing out um
2: oh my i don't i don't know where to start and, and don't
0: don't jeopardize don't jeopardize your future <laughs> no, no 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 i'm, 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 I'm just I'm, kidding i'm not jeopardizing, I'm not jeopardizing <laughs>
2: anything but you know it's it's um you know it's 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 obvious that it's um it's not good for trying to be a football in, in, in my opinion, what's happened now. Although I do, sim- I do sympathize with, um, with, with William and, and the rest of his, um, his team, yes, because, yes, you yes. know, you know, they would feel hard done by because they did all the hard work to get elected and they put a lot of hard work into that. And, um, you know, what they're saying is that they, you know, they were unfairly, um, you know, removed by FIFA. And I, I have, you know, you know, tremendous sympathy for the for them, and they they're working hard to try to get back in. Um, you know, obviously that has um, stunted football right now because there's a you know a battle going on, obviously with FIFA. And the only thing we as coaches can really could could really um, think about right now is 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 just hoping there's a, a, a timely resolution to it, because we do have games coming up in October. We oh. need to prepare. And, yeah. you know, time is ticking. Yeah. So we, we, we need uh, a quick resolution and, um, you know, just to get football going again.
0: We're talking to Kelvin Jack, former um, Trinidad and Tobago number one goalkeeper, Gilliam and uh, Gillingham um, number one's goalkeeper and Dundee United goalkeeper. Uh, Kelvin, FIFA has said at least has threatened sanctioning um, Trinidad and Tobago if William Wallace somehow wins this in the courts I mean recently the Port of Spain High Court ruled that the case should be can be heard in the in the port in Trinidad and Tobago High Court where rather than go to cast as 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 um as FIFA wanted it to but ultimately I mean as you said the suffering the football is severely affected do you have any idea what is a long game here William, if you win in the courts and FIFA sanctions um, um, the Trinidad and Tobago football, is it really that important? Is it that important to win or remain in office? I mean, I understand.
2: It's it's. um, I think there are you know multiple ways you could look at it. You could look at it in one way where um, you know. They, they would obviously feel that if they win in the course, that their decision to, to challenge it would be, you know, would be vindicated. Um, um, and then you can look at it the other way. If, it is, if, we're, if we're, we are banned by FIFA, um, you know, obviously that's going to be, you know, a, you know really detrimental to the country. Um, all the young players, all these tournaments, are going to be missing out on that. That's valuable international experience. Um you know, not only for the players for coaches as well yeah. to be able to you know showcase yourself on, on on the world stage. Yeah. So, you know, again, all I can do is have have fingers crossed that this is going to be resolved soon. soon. Yeah. We, we really need this resolved soon. Um I I don't expect FIFA to to ban us. Yeah. Um I, I I think if FIFA does, I think that will be the wrong thing to do. Yeah. Um,
0: there should be some mediation here.
2: It, it should have some mediation. It some, yeah. should have some sort of discussion, to because you know football needs to go on. Yeah. You know, you, l- let's think about the development of the game. You know, not only in Trinidad but but in the Caribbean. Yeah. So I think they should have some type of mediation, and and surely they could come to an agreement to yeah. to ensure that football um, is played.
0: And and what what is your view of football and the landscape of football in the Caribbean? I mean, you know, there was a time when. We had some power brokers in, in, in governance in, in FIFA with the Jack Warners of the world, the Captain Burrell of the world in and, and CONCACAF, you know, Jeffrey Webb until the, those, those conviction or, I mean, so we had, presumably with those power brokers, we had access to more resources. But what is your view of the landscape of football now in, in, in the Caribbean? Have we regressed? Are we about the same? I mean,
2: oh, we definitely regressed. Um, you know, looking at it from the outside, we have, you know, definitely regressed and what we actually need in the Caribbean is more unity. Um, we, we, we need, we we need greater sponsorship. Um, we really do need the the private business sector to, to, come on board, but it needs to be sold to them in a way that so they could see how their business could benefit from sponsoring, you know, football in the Caribbean. Um, and that is up to the officials in the different federations you know the different countries in the, in the in the caribbean to, to sell that to these businesses um but we definitely need more sponsorship um we need more unity and if we get that we may get back to where we were a few years ago where you had you know you know trinidad and Tobago doing well and you have jamaica obviously jamaica qualified in 1998 um we may be able to get back to that. But uh, as it is right now, I think we're very far behind.
0: Yeah, yeah. Come on, you have any more questions before we segue to, to, to um, ballers and bugs? Uh, the, Kelvin, I know one of your dream is to lead Trinidad and Tobago to the World Cup as a head coach. How is that resume going? How is building, building on that, that goal of trying to lead Trinidad and get to the World Cup? Or, you know, how is that? Well, yeah, that, that's, that's been a long-term
2: goal of mine. Um, you know, I, I would like, eventually like to become Trinidad and Tobago manager at some point. Um, you know, I'm, I'm still in the process of finishing up my, you know, your badges because, you you know, you, you've got to have the, the paperwork, obviously. Um, I was actually meant to, to complete my, you know, my UEFA A license this year, then COVID came. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know you know what COVID has done to the entire world so th- that that's on hold but I, I do hope to have that you know s- at least start that before the end of the year
0: yeah
2: and um yeah it's, it's just a long-term goal because um you know i just love trinidad and tobago football I, I really do believe i can help us qualify in the meantime i you know will do the job that i've been um entrusted with to the best of my ability yeah um, i'm under the instruction of you know the present manager terry fenwick and i I would support him in any way he yeah he he wants me to he, he's a fantastic coach I, I really do need to say that he's a a really really good coach yeah and um you know it, it's just my hope things things improve and you know we're able to to get going as quickly as possible and, and COVID also leaves us soon
0: yes this is true COVID has to go away <laughs> Um, uh, come on, um, let's try to hit some of the questions or comments from listeners and before we segue to ballers and bugs. Tell, ask Kelvin, what does Kelvin think of the new role of goalkeeper? Distribution, pass, and more involvement in open play is more of necessity these days. What do you, what do you think of that, Kelvin? How uh, goalkeepers have evolved to more almost playing like a last defender, essentially?
2: Yeah, the, the the modern goalkeeper, you know, obviously you've got to be, you know, your technical qualities, um, you know, with the ball at your feet, you know, needs to be at a high level, um, because that's how most teams play now. Um, you know, you, you you look at some of the top goalkeepers in world football today, with you know the likes of Alisson at Liverpool and and Ederson at, um, at Manchester City.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and it's not at you know, at Man City, they they're very good with the ball at their feet. So it's something I, I always try to to tell goalkeepers now that um, you know, you must spend time um, being comfortable on the ball. Um, you know, you know, so you you know you could make the right passes. Not only that, you know, it, you know, people look at the technical aspect of having a good touch and, and what have you, but it's also um being able to make the right decisions in terms of your passes and yeah. and you know, which pass to make, when to clear it. When you could take a touch, when you need two touches, you know, when you could just be patient and, um, you know, and, and wait for players to be the right position. So it, it's a, you know, it, it's many things you you have to be really good at now um, mm-hmm. as a goalkeeper. when you ball at your but feet. What do,
1: what do you think about? I mean, it was always that the goalkeeper must stay on his line. What do you think about the the the? extra reinforcement of that rule. I just think the goalkeeper is already at a disadvantage. Um, but then the referee really, 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 really making sure that your foot on the line. I mean, I just think it. what goes through a goalkeeper head when you have to remember that at least one of your foot's supposed to be on the line, you know, when the ball is kicked or and then to actually pick a side or, I mean, I just think, isn't this goalkeeper one of the most stressful jobs ever on the pitch that don't get enough love? And I think, they always talk about the formation. I was like, oh, he's a three-four-three. I was like, listen to me, my goalkeeper is just as important. Um, what goes through a goalkeeper's mind when you have to think about all those things when you have this one player staring you down? Talk yeah,
2: well well I, I know you're talking about I know you're talking about penalties and um you know it, it's something I looked at as soon as that you know that rule came in a, um, a couple of years ago and I I actually think goalkeepers could use it to their advantage um mm-hmm. if it is you you know you have to stay on your line now I, I I recommend I always tell my goalkeepers move along your line so if if you've made up made up your mind that you're gonna go right for instance you could still Go to your right, but you're moving along the line. And I always say die try to dive in at least straight lines. You know, mm. forward as possible, but dive, you know, try to dive in straight lines. So you can utilize, especially if you're a, a, a big tall guy, you could utilize mm-hmm. your entire frame, you know, to, to to cover as much goal as possible. So I actually think, you know, goalkeepers could use it to their advantage to to be able to to, to make more saves
1: more penalty saves. Not, 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 not Fufu full, not full, full Real
0: Madrid um, ex-Chelsea <laughs> that but that's another part. show. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, but Kelvin, we, um, we have a question here. Big up El Pistolero. El Pistolero wants to know, do you think goalkeepers um, of the past would flourish in the current system, in the current climate of, of the requirements to play out the ball from the back, et cetera, et cetera? And, of course, do well. So yourself, Shaka Hislop, and the whole you know shebang. Do you think you guys could really survive in the current climate now, where you have to be kind of a last man essentially?
2: Oh, without a doubt. You know, I was you know pretty good with the ball at my feet. Um, you know, obviously, a coach. You know, quite a few goalkeepers, and you have to demonstrate as well. Yeah. So. Um, you know, you've got to have a good technical level to demonstrate to these guys that, listen, I'm good with the ball at my feet. I could use my left foot as well. I could yeah. show you how to, you know, how to, how to pass with your left foot as well. So, um, you know, and, and I'm sure Shaka would have ad- adapted, um, you know, if you want to go further back, you know, I, I could I could call quite a few goalkeepers from back in the day who, you know, when you look at videos of them, you, you could tell that, you know,
0: they're actually good with the ball at their feet. Yeah, that know, Style just like... brought up Fabian Bartas.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Fabian Barthez, you could see he's comfortable with the ball at his feet. Um, the, Chichan the Chilevert
0: from um, Par It was a Chilevert from what, Paris?
2: Jose, Jose Luis Chilabert Jose Luis
0: Chilevert, yes, yes.
2: You know, people <laughs> like Jorge Campos, good with the ball at their feet. Um, Joel Bats, 1986 French goalkeeper, good with the ball at their feet. So there are quite a few. Carlos, the Brazil keeper in 1986, you, you know, just the way, you know, he you know when the ball's had his feet you could re- you realize he's comfortable so it's um you know i'm i'm sure they they would have been able to adapt yeah you know to the to the present climate
0: to the climate all right um kelvin we invited you here to join in and discuss football but also, in addition to your experience, but we also dis- joined, wanted to discuss the week major news in the world of football. And we know you're a fan of the sport. So do you have any ballers and bugs? Let's segue watching. to ballers of the week. Ballers being the impressive players of the week. Kelvin, Kelvin we had Champions League. We had Europa League. We had Barca, yeah. Bayern. Who do you have as a ball of the week watching football?
2: Um, I actually think that PSG is going to win the Champions League.
0: Well, um, you and I both. Uh,
2: yeah, I, I actually think PSG gonna win it. PSG is one team. If you could remember PSG when they played Bayern Munich, they are the one team that um, gave Bayern Munich quite a few problems, and they, they gave Bayern problems because of one the technical qualities of Neymar. Yeah, um, you know he's so calm in possession, and you know he's always someone who's you know he wouldn't shy away from the ball. He take responsibility. So yeah. you have one player on their team who willing to you know to be that man to to put his put his foot on the ball and make things happen. And then obviously you have the steering pace of Mbappe. Yeah. So he's just come back fit. So he he's going to be a force to to be reckoned with. He's back fit, and you have Demaria, you know, to come back. Come back also. Come back as well. He obviously he didn't play any last game, but I think PSG is the one team I think could really trouble Bayern because of the you know the technical qualities of Neymar and you know the, the pace of Mbappe. They could, you know, have Bayern Munich being a bit more um, a bit more cautious.
0: Yes. With, so so, so PSG is your ball of the week watching football? Yeah, I, I, I think PSG. All right. Um, all right. I'm, I'm I'm come on, like who do you have absolutely. as your ball of the week watching football? Big up Reggie. Reggie already have his ball of the week. I will read them out as they come in. Come on, who do you have as your ball of the week watching football? Uh,
1: Moussa Dembele. Moussa Dembele showed us that even though you're a sub, you can be effective. You should be effective. You come out with fresh legs. They also showed us they don't play in the Farmers League. Second thing, I'm sure. Third thing they showed was that Man City backline is terrible. Even the they of have Otamendi out there, was ridiculous. And they showed us that money does not win games. Okay? So, them Dembele. Then I have Felipe Cotino. Tina is the perfect example of how an ex should go back and show somebody what they're missing. I don't know what's going to happen. They probably send his wife to go clean out his locker because he's no longer welcome at Barcelona. Came on embarrassed them with a brace. So he's my baller, but but Barcelona done with him. Alfonso Davis took the soul of half of Barcelona and alphonse davis's story is so unique and so st- that he has to get um a special show of my baller you can and you cannot Dost- uh, let some
0: other people get some baller that- come on hello
1: <laughs> yes and enough ball play this week <gasps> and lo and Dost- continues to show that all does not mean cool so musa dembele Hattino,
0: Alfonso Davis and Lewandowski, those are my ballers of the week. All right, uh, Musa Dembele, Alfonso Davies, Felipe Coutinho, Robert Lewandowski is come on, ball of the week. PSG is um, Kelvin Jack, Trinidad's number one, former Trinidad's number one, ball of the week. Stell, ball of the week is Upper McConnell. Defender from RB Leipzig, Reggie's Ball of the Week is Olympic Leon. Leon defeated Man City, and they're running into the semi-final of the Champions League. Um, come on, and Reg, um, and Kelvin, who do you guys have as your Bug of the Week? Bug has been the unimpressive players, our players, or player watching football this week.
2: Oh, unimpressive player. Um.
0: all right I'm, we can I'm, come I'm, back to you now. do you want me to, go to come on because she usually have bugs lined up
1: oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah she could go ahead she could go ahead
0: <laughs> go ahead come <laughs> on
1: <laughs> listen uh, before we go so andre tenant on youtube says manu and fc barcelona is bugs of the week Alright, okay. andre anyways so my bugs are Barcelona, the entire squad, even the groundsman is going to get a bug of the week from me. The igloo man, the orange peeling man, and the glucose-giving man get bug of the week. Everybody get bug of the week. All the presidents, come out. (laughs) Special mention to Pique. Pique, come on now. I need to pluck a little bang and go. Manchester City, madness. Pep is a good coach, but come on now, Pep. Raem Sterling, listen to me, Raim. <laughs> I'm not gonna beat it today because I've seen other people miss that. But it's a big boo boo and it it cost the game because it immediately went from a potential two two to a three one. Um so he's my bug too. Now my biggest bug, Barcelona gets that
0: honor. Um, um, uh, Raheem Sterling uh, Those are the views of Come On Ball Chat would like to have you on the show one day <laughs> So we don't <laughs> want <laughs> But Come On's Bugs Are Raheem Sterling for a big miss Against Leon Should have converted that chance It was a sitter You could do anything else But, but uh, miss that chance Raheem. Also Bugs of the Week ba- Barcelona Potty Shop Bugs of the week for come on. We'll get to Barcelona in a second. And who else? Man City, also bug of the week. Um, uh, Stell's bug of the week is Semedo. Roasted for 90 minutes. Alfonso Davis took his soul. He sure did. Semedo needs to pack up and go back to Brazil. Um, ball of the week for Jason Frame is Leon and Red Bull. Dalton says his bugs of the week are Man Dalton, I cannot use such language on this it's a family show. <laughs> man City and Pep and Sterling and Barca, man divided. Those are the bugs of the week. And Reggie, wow. Barcelona was atrocious. We're atrocious like roaches. Bugs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Andre Ten and Messi. Andre Tennant and Messi is his bug of the week. Listen, Andre, you got to stop it, you know. You really have to stop it. Oh, Messi is
0: the bug of the week. Uh, th- yes, he's the bug of the week. All right, Kelvin, now to your bug of the week.
2: Um, I, I'll I'll definitely have to go for the you know the, the entire Barcelona team, and mm-hmm. um, I, I just think they will. It, it's just it's just shocking how poor they were. Really? There's nothing else to the, to describe it. It's just I, I don't mean to be funny. How do you concede eight? Eight? Uh, yeah, eight. <laughs> you, you know, it's that,
1: that's like, yeah, like that's, that's like your Arsenal. You know what I'm saying? I'm like. <laughs> That,
2: that is incomprehensible. I, I just can't understand how you could concede eight. You know, you, you've got Leo Messi in your team. You've got Suarez in your team. You've got Rakitic in your team. Busquets in your team. How do you concede eight?
1: Oh, you know, I was um, waiting on you to say PK, but thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah, You know, there's no one who
2: really gets by there with any kind of credit. Um, no one deserves any credit. You, you just cannot lose eight you know, conceded goals. (laughs) Last, last...
0: No excuse. Last time Barcelona lost by six or more was 1951. Barcelona, 1951. Marlon Gillette says, pick up yourself, family watching on ball chat, Face and YouTube page. Marlon Gillette says, glucose man, come on. G's and P's. Might as well call out the peanut and bag juice vendor as well as bugs of the week for (laughs) Barcelona. El Pistolera says Dion played well. Okay, El Pistolero. Okay. All right. right. Let's <laughs> let, let, Let's get to the Champions League roundup um, and your thoughts on these games. The semifinal is set. Uh, Kelvin and Camon, your thoughts, Barcelona, Bayern Munich. That was a peak, peak of the matchup. I mean, is it what Barca did, Kelvin, or is what more so Bayern Munich being surgical? Um,
2: B- Bayern Munich. Have just shown how hungry they are. Um, they they obviously a fantastic team. Obviously a fantastic team with you know with you know uh, you know they, they are so ruthless in the way that they dispatch teams. And interestingly enough, you know I, you know m- m- my son he he loves Barcelona and, and I just told him like listen they, they're not going to beat Bayern Munich um, because when you looked at Bayern Munich, especially since the, the the restart after after the after lockdown. They have just been ruthless.
0: Last time they lost and the game was December 7th.
2: Absolutely. So, you know, that, that just tells you. So, you know, they are hungry. Um, they obviously have the new manager, Flick. And he's coming and he's he's hit the ground running straight away. So he have these boys playing with, with real pace. And they're winning the ball so high up the pitch that they're able to hurt you straight away. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, it's it, it was difficult for Barcelona to get out of their own half, and Barcelona passed the ball really well. Yeah. So you know they were so intense in the way they you know they won the ball back that Barcelona they never found a rhythm, yeah. never found a rhythm.
0: Um. Hansa Flick, we have to give him a, a ball of the week. We have to give him credit because he he was hired as an interim manager, but. Him and Muller has pretty much oversaw two dis- two spanking of two big big behemoths in the world of soccer. They were both present for Bar- um for Barcelona d- uh, destruction on Friday, and they were present in 2014 when Germany beat the brakes off Brazil. Hansel Flick was the assistant coach for the Brazil uh, for the German national team, and here he is, um, got the interim job at Bayern, but now he's the manager charge. Um, come on. Have you prayed for better days being the Barca fan?
1: Who you're talking to me? Look here. I, I wish I could have kept my jersey and got buried outside. I was so embarrassed. We are not Arsenal. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I, I, I actually felt all my Arsenal friends them feel when, you know, when them get all, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not used to a loss like this. And I did say, it. I did talk about it. I talked about um, Barcelona aging. Remember we talk about yes. we need new parts, new, and, and, I, and I question the transfers that they've they, they, they've made. I'm like, we are going with Vidal is not my choice. We are going to make a tiki-tiki money. We know something was off when they brought Prince. What well, do we do with Prince? You have a player like Cortino. Granted, Cortino has his issues off the field as well, but we could use him. You send him gone long with somewhere else. I bet any amount of money Barcelona to be so petty that they're not going to release um Cotino or sell him whatever. They're gonna send him to a third division team in Spain. That them going. Um, they need to figure out, they need to figure out to get all oh, them going get good, good players, get rid of the aging back I tell you, PK is not the answer. He was a liability. He looked poor. Um Busquets you know what My come on it's an oh i show
0: it man you should have prayer before the show
1: starts <laughs> <laughs> them need to
0: change up them
1: them them up um yes. Yeah. so uh by the way
0: come on um el Pistolero says come on should get bug too. always bring bug team like barcelona and chelsea both come ons teams lost to Bayern munich what is that 18 15 in total and how many scores how many goals did Bayern Munich scored against your teams this season? Um, come on, what? 17? You really
1: ask me that with that straight face? 17. But <laughs> is that It's a one-hour oh, sure. show. Move
0: on. <laughs> <laughs> but, Kelvin, <laughs> uh, where does Barcelona go from here? Quickly, you, do you think there's rumors that Mauricio Pochettino is coming in or, or Ronald Koeman, but it, it does it need to be changed in the administrative side of things? Where do you think they go from there? Will another manager write the ship?
2: Well, it's it's difficult to see Setien, you know, surviving um, you know, that humiliation.
0: Yeah, Fabrizio um, so, um, Romano has stated that he's, you know, he's already sacked. They're just gonna make it official tomorrow. Um Yeah, so you know,
2: obviously he's gone. Um I, I think it will be a long shot for, for Pochettino to take the job, but you know, it, it's football Anything you that happen, obviously Pochettino with his um, his association with Espanol, a big rival of Barcelona. Yes yeah um, so that that's gonna be a tricky one. It, you know it's whether it, whether he he is capable of taking the abuse that's going to come his way if, if he becomes Barcelona manager. um I actually think that you know Xavi is gonna get the job because he was linked to the role before mm. um they definitely want him um mm. you know, I, I read something where Leo Messi you know endorsed you know the interest that you know the president had in him before to to become manager so it wouldn't surprise me if Xavi gets the job, and I think that could be a good appointment because you have someone who is coming back, who is going to be hungry. He knows the club's identity, the club's philosophy, and uh, he he would be someone I think could probably um, you know restart rest- the rebuilding process. But Barcelona is a big club. Let, let's be honest. You know this is you know Barcelona is an institution. So yes, they got beat a two in a Champions League quarter final, but they still have Messi. They've been trying to get Neymar back for for quite a while now. I expect them to, to find money somehow and make a marquee signing to, to recover straight away because that, that club is not going to accept being yeah. humiliated like that. The fans wouldn't like, uh, accept it.
0: Yeah, yeah. That that wage bill, Barcelona has is probably the highest wage bill on average in players. Jordi yeah. Alba, Gerard Piquet. All right. Moving away from bar- uh, hold
1: a yes, so BM says Barcelona in that quarterfinal made the reggae boys look world class. No,
0: <laughs> <seriously>. <laughs> no, <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, exactly. Oh, uh, but come on, and, and Kelvin, I I know this is circling out there in space, and it's unlikely. But do you see Lionel Messi finishing his tenure, his career at Barcelona? i do yeah i
1: mean what i mean i mean i i do are oh, you doing you know? okay yeah i do i i wouldn't be surprised if if, if ronaldo joins him i mean like okay <laughs> step away from the glue come on step away i i i don't i don't see him leaving and i yeah. don't know why he would leave yeah um, he's in maybe a a2 space, would be the reason he...
0: why you should leave
1: no no, I wouldn't. It's just that I mean like every club have them issues like this. It's just that you need to get the right pieces yeah. um, to complement. Because he's still world class. Yeah. Even the A two you just need to get the right players around him to to get out have a good side. I mean, um, I don't see they, really.
0: they lost against Roma two what well, three years ago in Champions League, two years ago in Champions League. Uh, Kelvin uh, they lost they got beaten by Liverpool last year. Next yeah. year is, um is what, Leicester City? What, what do you see um, into um, Messi finishing his career at Barcelona?
2: Um, it's, it's a good question, but I, I actually do. You, you know he he has been at the club since age thirteen. Um, you know he's part of the fabric there. He's thirty three years old now, so he's been there for you know for twenty years. So you know obviously he does have a a, a, a big affection for the club. So he you know. He, he loves Barcelona
0: yes, yes so
2: it it will be a massive move for him yes. and you know people talk about Leo Messi having to go to a, another league to show he's the greatest of all time and i I don't sign up to that yeah yet. he he's not a 20 year old with no family or no wife or kids or anything yeah, like that yeah. for him to leave at this age where his his family settled in Spain to go to another country i I think I, I can't see it I really can't see it but you know, it's football. You just never
0: know in football. Never, 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 never. Never, no. All right. Before before we get to your thoughts on um, the semifinals coming up, I, I want to get to your thoughts on RB Leipzig. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of talk about Olympic Lyon, Bayern Munich. You know, but mm-hmm. do you expect RB Leipzig? Uh, what's your assessment of what they have accomplished, you know, dethroning or, or eliminating um, a very high-priced um, Atleti team?
2: Um. I felt Atlético would have gone through just because of their experience as well, because they, you know, they have done well in the Champions League over the last few years. Um, but if you do look at the Bundesliga, you would yeah. realize that, you know, RB, you know, they are a, a terrific team. They, they dismantled Tottenham Hotspur, you yeah. know, a respectable team in the Premier League, and you know the, their performances in the Bundesliga have, have been admirable. So um, I'm not completely shocked at all that they have been able to to take their Bundesliga form and apply to the Champions League. Um, you know, the Champions League is tough football. You know, the, the, you know these are the best teams in Europe. You know, all those players are going to be confident. They are all big clubs. RB Leipzig have a, a, a huge backing with their sponsorship, you know, Red Bull and, and what have you. So, um, you know, they deserve to be there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Come on, what's your thought? A team that's 11 years old, um, now into the semifinals. Your assessment of RB Leipzig.
1: Yeah, um, you know, I saw that and I shared it. And I'm like, I was just amazed that 11 years ago they were formed. um, They were in the region, I mean, yeah. in, you know, in Germany, you know, they have the little things. You, you, you know, fourth division, third division, um, Bundesliga two to come up now, being Bundesliga to be here, um, it's quite an accomplishment. And you know, Atlético Madrid was a little bit, um, on the on, on the injury-prone side. Diego Costa was not his same. and you know, me, feel Morata. we don't have enough time to talk about yeah. him. Um. So. You know, I, what they have accomplished is really amazing. You know, it's
2: just unfortunate that the run went in right here, but it is. I will tell you what, they're, yeah. they're, their manager, Nag- Nagelson, he's only 33 years old. Yeah. And, you know, the, the the job, I don't think he's getting enough credit for what he's done there. This is a very, very young coach. Yeah. A very young coach yeah, in, yeah. In, in football terms. And, you know, what he has accomplished and being able to go toe to toe with, you know, with these top clubs in Europe and, and, and um, be able to outwit Diego Simeone, who is who is so experienced and who is one of the world's great coaches as well. I I, I think he he needs um you know he he needs you know special attention there. He, he he is certainly a top coach. Yeah,
1: but did he outwit him though, or did Tyler Adams just get lucky on that <laughs> deflected shot? I mean, like did he? Outwit well,
2: you've him? got to even you, you have to get any position to do it. And, and and you know one thing with with LifeSing, they. They are an attacking team. They always mm-hmm. try to get forward. They always try to hurt you. They play the game at, at, at a really good tempo. They they keep that tempo up. So obviously they, they they're quite fit, and they have good, their players have very good speed of thought. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. You know. Again, you will expect Atlético to go through because of their experience, and yeah. you know they they're so um they're so good at the way they defend. But you know, like they kept pushing, and and I think they, they were deserved. And going
1: through, well, these we yeah, Atlético was also was poor as well. Yeah. I I thought they were poor, but we're not taking away from, <clears throat> from RB. RB really put, as I said, put themselves in a position to advance.
0: Yeah, yeah. RB Leipzig. Yeah. I, you know, I thought they, they could have converted a more, few more chances. All right, let's let's kind of head home and try to wrap up our show quickly. Um, Kelvin, you said you have uh, PSG winning this thing. For also, you, who do you have in the final?
2: I I think PSG would would um would get past RB. Okay. And uh, I, I think you know Bayern Munich um would be in the final. Yeah, Bayern um, Munich. It's yeah, I I I think Bayern Munich PSG would it would be a fantastic final. But I just really do think that um PSG the, the, the players that PSG have with Di Maria and Mbappe and Neymar, uh-huh. they are well suited to deal with, with Bayern, Bayern Munich. Munich. Um, you I'm... know, Miami, they play a very high line, yes. you know, in, in, in their defence. You can't play a high line like that with mm. Mbappe and Neymar and mm-hmm. Di Maria. And because of the composure they have in in, in Neymar, and, and people look at Neymar in the last game, and I heard some of the, you know, the funders, the likes of Rio Ferdinand and, and, and some of these guys, they, you know, when, you know, he missed a few chances, they were having a go at it. And, yeah. I just cannot believe... The, the quality this guy have this guy has so much quality yeah you know especially on the technical side and his confidence as well he, he, he's, he just keeps asking for the ball it doesn't matter matter to him his confidence is, is ridiculous so I, I have PSG um, actually beaten
0: by and probably three two okay with, um,
1: um, I want some of what you smoke <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right come on quickly who do you have? Because it's not like I, picking um, Barcelona is, is, is good I have for to PSG you. PSG and
1: Bayern in the final. I think Bayern will win. I think and also it's the battle of the goalkeepers. Two exceptional goalkeepers, um, Navas and Norb, they are, you know, they'll be in the final and it's going to be a hard fought battle. I see somebody getting a red you know me and my red card when it comes to Neymar because I'm dramatic. Um but I see Bayern and PSG and Bayern eat me out.
0: Um and, and quickly does is there any potential of the two cinderella's is it RB Leipzig or Leon that could be the upset kings here would
1: it would be, it would be oh. us it would be it would be red bulls, it would be red um, bulls. i think red bulls is better okay or, or, you know leon i think leon was they exploited manchester city's um poor um, backline i yeah. mean they 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 exploited them um but i do think that you know rb is better you know, as as Kevin said, that they're attacking. You know, Leon is attacking. When you have like a you have a one and two player like a Musa Dembele who is quick, but yeah. is not necessarily skillful. Yeah. Um. So you know, I think the Cinderella story, if anybody's going to go to the final, would be hard. All
0: right, so Kelvin, I want to quickly ask you as we're pushing up against the time. The Europa League, yeah. Manchester United is out. Uh, Sevilla is in the final. Do you see Inter or Shakhtar making it to that final? And who do you have winning that one?
2: I do believe Inter will get past Shakhtar, um, although historically in the Europa League, you know, Shakhtar they, they usually do well. Um, it's interesting because it's at a neutral venue, and Shakhtar usually quite strong at home. Yes. Um, Being be it, it's, it's a neutral venue, now I'm not sure, you know, what the reaction would be, but I guess it's the same for the two for the two teams that are playing in in on un, familiar surroundings. Um, I I would I would think Inter would get through. Um, they have. You know the, you know the, you know that man, mountain, Lukaku up front. Who he's been in good form, scoring loads of goals. I think he has a point to prove as well. He probably would have wanted to face Man United in the final. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know he and Sanchez to prove a point yeah. to, to his former employers. Um, but I do think Inter Milan going to lift the trophy. They yeah. they are desperate for 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 a trophy. For and, trophy. Um,
0: what about they, you, Sean? Yeah. What about you, Kamon? Who who do you have in that um, Europa League final, and who do you I, see winning?
1: I feel the same way. I think Inter. You know, me and Lukaku's touches poor, but he's scoring. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, so Simona was a little lucky today. Let's just just call it. Um, so I think Inter will will actually well continue to win a a, a trophy. So I think Inter will. You
0: actually You think Inter will win Europa League final is this Friday. Um, at 3 p.m. here in the States. Uh, and Champions League final is next Sunday. Champion football. Let's wrap up ball chat show before we exit or before we leave. Come on, quickly update on Jamaican footballers playing their trade overseas. I know Andre Blake got the Golden Glove in MLS's back tournament. And since we have a goalkeeper on the show, you know, we have to big up Andre Blake. But who else is doing well overseas, Jamaican football-wise?
1: Junior Flemings' had a colossal yesterday. Was re- I mean, I knew he was going to go into the back of the net when he left his foot. Um, he's on fire. I don't know how much longer he'll be at Phoenix Rising because he's doing well. It's eight goals in eight games and he's tied for first in the league. So that's very good for him. Alex Marshall made his debut for HFX Wonders in the CPL. That's in Canada. Caim um, Paris scored his first goal for his club. Um, Nico Brett is now on three goals. Kenard Forbes is still the assist king in USL, seven assists. Oh, sure. Dane so, Kelly, so, the so, USL so, Earth for life, Jamaica's number one, well, four goals. Wow. Devon Freita, wow. he is now in Israel. Wow. Maccabi Netanya, he had a great assist today for the 1 0 victory in the Total Cup. Um, Romario Williams is on two goals. And Kevin Lambert, again, had an outstanding game versus, um, for Phoenix. Um, I expect Topper to call him into camp because he's very good as a central defender and he's also very good as um, a defensive yeah. man. Yeah. And as I said, Andre Blake won the MLS um, tournament. The yeah. go goal
0: and goal, so, you know, our Jamaican players are doing well. Yeah. All right, so, um, Kevin, I want to thank you for yeah. joining us. But, you know, we cannot let you leave without a little bit of rubbing. Um, The the Jamaican fans, big up yourself, Jason Frame, and um, uh, Mr. Jack, which which of the teams that you feared most? The reggae boys? um, And which of the reggae boys did you fear the most? You don't know it's a Jamaican-friendly atmosphere. (laughs) Um,
2: um, Onandi Lo. Oh, yes. (laughs) Onandi Onandelo, he he was um, I, I'm I'm actually surprised, right, that Onandelo didn't um get a, a a big club here in in the UK, yeah, because he is he is suited to play, you know, in at least the championship. He yes. is suited to to come out here and make an incredible living out of football, and I, I was really really surprised he wasn't able to push on and have a, a really big career out here because you're talking about the, the guys, you know, big and strong and powerful. He had a, 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 a decent touch, you know, he, he could strike the ball good in the air. You know, he, he held the ball up really well. And I expected him to do to to do better. So he was always one that I would, you know, would be wary of, you know, when <laughs> when playing Jamaica at the office
0: at the office because he had a bullet <laughs> Boy, kelvin yeah. i want to thank you for i want to thank you for joining us on today's show how can people reach you if they want to get in touch with you i want to wish you all the success i'm proud of you what you've been doing putting the shine the light and, and goalkeepers in the caribbean proud of all the work you're doing to try to help and elevate caribbean football and and we want tnt to be back as, as as truly where it was, or even better, because when the Caribbean teams do well, we all lift each other up. So, how can people get get in touch with you, Kelvin?
2: Um, they could get in touch with me through through Facebook, of course. Um, you know, Messenger, I'm on there. Um, you know, uh, easy search, and um, yeah, they could get in contact with me that way.
0: Yeah. Wishing you all the success, and we're looking forward to Trinidad and Tobago being at the pinnacle again in in in, in football in in the Caribbean and and the entire CONCACAF region. Um, you know we, we're gonna uh, have before, to yeah
1: go
0: before, ahead come before on. Before we
1: go, it's official. Barker's president confirms that homeboy is no longer the club's manager.
0: Yeah, Barca. Well, did the president get sacked also? Did they have a vote? No vote. A vote of um immediate resignation from the president. Come on. You're mad. <laughs> but uh, so football lovers, this is it. It was a quick show today. We want to thank Kelvin Jack, former um, FIFA uh, Trinidad number one, who 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 joined us today, Um Thirty-three caps for the TNT national team. Kelvin, we wish you all the success, Roger. We wish you all the success in your in your coaching endeavours, and 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 looking forward to see you take TNT to the World Cup. Ball Chat followers or football lovers. You can link with Ball Chat Podcast at Instagram at Ball Chat Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Ball Chat One. We are on Facebook at Ball Chat. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at Ball Chat Podcast at gmail.com. The audio version of the show will be available on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify, wherever you get your, 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 um, your podcast. Come on, we're gone, everyone and all.
1: All right, bless you, though.